0: Today's scripture is from Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Teresa. Thanks, Katie. One of the TV shows that Matt and I enjoy watching together is called Mountain Men. Any other Mountain Men fans out there? A few of you, awesome. Uh, It's on History Channel. It's sort of this documentary reality TV kind of show where we, we get a peek into the lives of some really hardy people who live outdoors, kind of off the grid, hunting, trapping, building, surviving without a lot of support from the rest of the world. It's entertaining. And uh, I know that it's never as dramatic as they try to make it to be, right? But it's never as life-threatening as they want us to believe. But it's still, I have seen a lot of things on Mountain Men that I didn't know anything about. And one of those things that I've seen is blacksmithing. Blacksmithing. I still don't know a lot about blacksmithing, but by watching the guys on Mountain Men, I know that uh, these guys do it all by hand. They have no modern equipment. And so I've learned that it's incredibly hard work to make things uh, with blacksmithing, with, with no modern equipment. I've learned how detail oriented it is, how artistic it is actually, and how one small thing that goes wrong can screw up an entire day's work. Gained a lot of appreciation for blacksmithing. Now, I don't know how much the average person in ancient Israel knew about blacksmithing. I suspect they knew about as much as I do. Maybe they'd seen someone do it a few times. But that didn't stop the writer of Proverbs from using a metaphor from the blacksmithing world to make a spiritual point to them and to us. Proverbs, that's not a book that we consider too often in worship, but it's a great book because it's full of examples from human life, from regular life. In a way then, it's actually the most practical book in the whole Bible, because it uses examples directly from the world around us to give us advice. That's concrete and specific and practical. Proverbs cares about things like how we live day to day, the stuff we value, how we spend our time, what our relationships look like, and it wants all of those things to be holy, to be holy. So it uses images from the world around us to point us in a way uh, that points us toward God. Now, on the whole, Proverbs is a book that can be easy to digest in really short snippets. It just lays out one short saying after another, and that can stick in our heads and help us grow in faith. Today, we read one of the shortest scripture readings we are ever going to consider together. (laughs) You saw I had to get up before Teresa even started, because I didn't want to be late here to the preaching moment. But to read any more than just that one verse, it would dilute the point for today. Because the verses before it and after it, they they kind of carry on the theme, but not totally. And, And this verse, like many in the book of Proverbs, it stands alone. And hopefully it's memorable enough to stick with us even after worship is over. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. You know, in preaching this sermon, I wanted to tell you something today really cool about blacksmithing and about the process of forging things out of iron but everything that I read was just complicated. <laughs> and, and then there's this debate in the exposition of the text as to whether iron can really actually sharpen iron. And I am not gonna drag you into all that because it doesn't matter at all for the spiritual point of the verse. There's also no need for me to go into some kind of long, detailed explanation that draws some kind of analogy between metalworking and life because the, the proverb actually just explains itself. The wits, the smarts, the insights, the wisdom of another person sharpens and deepens us. At the end of the day, we think better together. We think better together than we do alone. Oh, hey, better together. (laughs) That's the name of the sermon series. It's pretty self-explanatory. Actually, I suspect you can guess where I'm aiming at here. We're better together than we are alone. Life goes better when we do it in relationship with other people. This is one of the fundamental truths of the Christian life. And we can pull it like a thread through the whole of the Bible. Over and over again, the Bible reinforces the centrality of relationships in human life. How we're meant to be in relationship with one another. Just like we're meant, we're made to be in relationship with God. We're built for relationships. This is a fundamental truth of who you are. You are built for relationships. It's hardwired into you. It's part of your DNA. It's part of the way God made you to be in deep and abiding relationship with God and deep and abiding relationships with other people. We are better together. Our relationships are being tested though, aren't they? Or maybe being shifted. I don't... I don't know exactly what this pandemic is doing to us, it hasn't been all revealed, I don't think. But without a doubt, our relationships have changed and been tested in the last 17 months as we're living with this collective burden of COVID-19. And you know, we, I know, we know, we're not done with this yet. And we've gained a lot, oh my gosh, we've gained so much in terms of safety through this miracle of incredibly effective vaccines, but we still have reason to be cautious. We still have reason almost every day to weigh our our risk in a wide variety of activities. We have to deal with exposure. We have to deal with people getting ill. We have to deal with other medical treatment being disrupted by full hospitals. And you know, there are still hundreds of families all over the country sitting by the bedside of someone on a ventilator or grieving someone who's just died of COVID-19. Thank goodness the burden of COVID-19 is not what it was in December of 2020, but it is far from over. And we feel this even here at the church. I mean, we've come so far, thank goodness, we've come so far from that almost total shutdown that we had in the spring of 2020. Remember back in those days when it was just like me and Barb and John and the tech team? <laughs> you don't remember because you weren't here, but you were online. But <laughs> The building was so empty and and we weren't doing anything besides worship, but we've come back such a long way. But we still have members of our community, people that are dear to us, that feel safer worshiping at home. And I understand that, and I am so glad that you can be here with us via the live stream. But we continue to ask questions about safety, about responsibility, and, and I cannot stand here and promise that we're not gonna institute some kind of new safety measures. There's nothing on the horizon, but if Delta variant cases continue to skyrocket in Nebraska, we have to be open to how we keep the community safe. So with all this stress we've endured, the distance that we've had from other people, the amount of time that we've spent alone over these last 17 months, I I wanted to take some weeks here and reflect with you about the immense goodness that comes when we do connect, when we build relationships with other people. Because being alone has gifts to give us, but at the end of the day, we are built for relationship. We are truly better together. Proverbs today gives us one good reason why that's true. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. We are smarter, wiser, more discerning, more insightful together than we are alone. We learn from one another. Now, to let this truth really sink into our hearts today, we have, to, we have to start by admitting something. And for some of the for some of us, this is going to be easier than it is for others of us to get a hold of. Okay? Are you ready? Take a deep breath. We have to admit that we don't know everything. <laughs> it's an act of humility for us to say it out loud. I don't know everything. Ah, okay. How about you try it? I don't know everything. <laughs> oh, good. Good. There's some freedom, I think, in saying that. I don't know everything. And, and I don't just mean it's because I haven't studied everything at a PhD level. It's not just that I haven't memorized all the facts in the whole world, that if I would somehow read enough of everything, then I would know everything. No. When When I say, I don't know everything, and you don't know everything, it's it's also because my experience of the world isn't all that there is to experience in the world. I mean, I've never been inside a football locker room after playing a game. Win or lose, I don't, I don't know what that's like. I have never taken a dive off of the high platform, never flown through the air for those few seconds and splashed down into the water. I, I don't know what it's like to be in the military to be willing to put my life on the line to ensure the safety and security of my country. Now, many of you here, you have done all those things. And I can listen to you explain them to me, but I'm never gonna know them the way that you know them. The wisdom I gain from that will always be secondhand. You know, I don't know what it's like to be black. I don't have the experience at all of being discriminated against in little ways and big ways because of the color of my skin. I don't know what it's like to be queer, to fear losing my job or my relationships in my family because of the person that I love. There is so much I don't know because I haven't or I cannot experience it. And that means that I need to let the insights and the wisdom of other people help me understand, help me grow, Help me learn. I once had this church member who felt a call from God to start Disciple Bible Study in the local prison. His dad had been a prison chaplain for decades, and after Don retired, he decided he wanted to volunteer in the legacy of his father and work with inmates. So we raised money in the church for disciple Bible study books and Bibles, and Don trained this whole group of people to go to the prison every Monday night and study the Bible with a small group of prisoners. And one time, he asked me if I wanted to come. And I said, sure, so we did all the security stuff we had to do and I went and I served with them in communion and then we started reading scripture and y'all, I was blown away because these men, many of whom would be locked up for life, they just read the Bible with a completely different set of lenses that I did. They just looked at things differently. And, and so words like freedom and justice and peace when we find those in the scripture, they sounded differently to them than they did to me. And, and those guys drew different insights from the Bible, not necessarily better, just different, a different angle that helped me hear the scriptures differently and helped me see Jesus in a new light. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. We know better together. It's, It's not just about learning from people who know things that we don't know. It's also about cultivating relationships of trust and respect where we can learn from our friends. A long time ago, I was in this continuing education cohort with a group of clergy and on the first retreat, the facilitator, he stood before us with this kind of ridiculous looking trophy that he presented to us. It had a simple wooden base and then a dowel rod kind of thing. And then up at the top was a light bulb. And he said, whenever in the course of our discussion together, you hear something that sparks an aha for you, I want you to get up and come to the front and grab this light bulb and take it back to your seat. And I thought it was the goofiest idea that I had ever heard. But looking back at it now, I actually kind of love it. Because he was setting out the expectation for us, saying this is a place of learning and I expect that you're gonna be learning even when you aren't the one talking. You're gonna be hearing, you're gonna be processing what others are saying in light of your own context, and you're gonna be learning things that might not ever be said out loud, not even by the facilitator. He was reminding us that learning isn't just about taking notes and writing down everything somebody said, it's, it's about letting our minds engage in such a way that we have these aha's that might be unique to us alone. You know, I think a lot of places in the church can be just like this. I hope worship is like this for you, that rather than just remembering what we've sung or prayed or preached, that what happens here is you get an aha, that you get wisdom and insight and understanding as a gift of the Holy Spirit that's even deeper than what we have said out loud. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. In that same way, I hope that you have friends that you trust and respect, people who help you bring insight to your life. You know, we can read things and, and watch on TV, people that we, that we never have met, but I, I think it's even better when we can talk to somebody we know who reads interesting things and listen to what they're learning, or maybe somebody who listens to us talk about what we're reading or learning and asks us really good questions, questions that help us think and reflect and bring new perspective. Now, not all of our relationships, our friendships are gonna be like that, but hopefully you have at least one or maybe two people in your life who really help you go deeper, who help you grow in your mind and in your wisdom, who who give you ah ahas when you talk to them. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. Now, one more way in which this verse is true, and it's the hardest way. And that is that we are better together when we take time to learn from people with whom we don't agree. Again, we can gain something by reading or listening to people with whom we disagree, people that we don't know. But it is one thing to tune into a cable news network that you normally can't stand and watch it for a while. And it's another thing to go to coffee with somebody that you know sees politics or faith or just the whole world differently than you do. To sit down with them and look them in the eye, to listen to what they're saying, to try and understand what's motivating them, to try to understand what what they're trying to value, what they're trying to protect. Spending time doing that, it, it helps us grow. Now it might not change our mind, We can take seriously the beliefs and the values of those who differ from us without losing our own core convictions. It might not change our mind, but it will sharpen our thinking. It will help us see our own blind spots. It will help us understand the gray area between us instead of just thinking in black and white. Now, of course, we have to choose those kind of conversation partners carefully. We don't wanna sit down and do that with somebody who's just gonna attack us or dismiss us or belittle us. But even if everyone walks away as convinced as they were at the beginning of their own opinion, the conversation will have deepened our understanding It will have brought us insight. Iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens the wits of another. All right, my challenge to you this week, reach out to somebody, maybe even somebody you haven't talked to in a while, reach out to them and, and have a deep conversation with them. Might be somebody who has a really different life experience than you. It might be somebody you trust that you think is really smart. It might be somebody you know and you care about, but with whom you disagree. Tell them that you're looking for some kind of insight and and ask them a, a question like, hey, what's been the best part and the worst part about this pandemic for you? And listen, ask them questions. Share with them your thoughts and trust that the Holy Spirit can bring insight and can bring hope whenever we reach out to share our hearts with others. Letting the wisdom of one sharpen the wisdom of another. We truly are better together. Thanks be to God. Amen.